0: Welcome to the College Football Bros. I'm Michael Newman. I'm Ryan Newman. And I'm Trey Newman. All right, so we've gone through every Power 5 conference and ranked the quarterbacks. Now we're looking at every quarterback in the country is being put in a pool, and we're going to rank the top
1: 15. So, uh, Trey, why don't you start us out with number 15? Yeah. We actually had a tie for 15th here. That's right. Uh, Kyle McCord of Ohio State. And, you know, it's tough to rank a guy like McCord because, you know, he's barely played. Uh, But you know he has a lot of talent, being highly recruited, going to Ohio State. He's only played sparingly behind C.J. Stroud. Uh, But any Ryan Day quarterback, you know, is almost guaranteed – to put up, you know, massive numbers, almost all American numbers, uh, being the Heisman consideration, uh, not to mention when, when you've got a stacked wide receiver r- room, like Ohio state does with Marvin Harrison, Jr. Ameca Ibuka, um, other guys like Julian Fleming, like you got great running backs to help you, uh, Trevion Henderson, uh, Mayan Williams. It's just, you know, among others. So, so the pressure is not going to be entirely on, McCord shoulders. Uh, You know, you you just think McCord would put up massive numbers, but it's hard to put him any higher. I guess until we actually see it.
0: I disagree on the not put him any higher. I I I put him top ten just because, like you said, Ohio State quarterback. Why not? True. Sorry to the YouTube viewers who aren't able to see my beautiful face right now, but you know, (laughs) camera went down. Okay, number fifteen, tied for fifteen is Michael Pratt. Of Tulane and his first couple years there, he was fine, but certainly wouldn't have sniffed this list. But then last year took a huge jump: thirty-seven total touchdowns, just five interceptions, eight point nine yards per pass attempt. And this past off season, he could have had a ton of interest from Power Five schools. Obviously, could have could have transferred up if he wanted to, but elected to stay at Tulane. So that
2: was big for them. Yeah, respect. We like the Green Wave. So yeah, it's good all right uh let's move on here we're going on to number 14 uh we're taking a little bit of a flyer quinn ewers uh from texas uh considering his numbers weren't all that great uh last year 15 touchdowns six picks and under 60 percent completion percentage ain't that great but you know it was his first year playing uh first year as the the pro- oh michael's back i'm um, back i threw me off no uh first year as the guy being the main main person and i, I just think that this year second year in the system everything seems to be kind of just tailor-made to have a great statistical year from the qb position for texas uh sark feels confident they have a ton of weapons on the outside offensive line is looking strong so it, it just would be surprising if he didn't put up good numbers and play well indeed no excuses
1: for him there number 13 nope. a former texas quarterback cam rising uh you know, we might have put Rising a notch higher, but we're kind of staying a little cautious. He's coming off the torn ACL in the Rose Bowl, and we don't exactly know when he'll be a hundred percent. You know, he's not flashy, not going to put up these insane numbers. But but Rising is just a dude. Like he plays tough, hard to bring down when he when he runs. Um, you know, he's led the Utes to back to back Pac twelve titles. Uh, I you know I mentioned he doesn't put up huge numbers, still puts up good numbers. Like last year, put up over three thousand yards. Completed two thirds of his passes, uh, thirty-two total touchdowns, you know, six yards per carry. Like you go on and on. The offensive line looks like a strength for him, so I'm not too concerned there. I like the backs that they have, um, Jackson and Bernard, to help him out. He's got key targets back. Um, it, it, the really just the biggest key for him is getting back to full strength of health, and, and we're going to see it kind of early on. They have a cu- tough couple first games, so hopefully he's ra- roaring to go uh, right off the right out of the gate. Yeah, Florida and at Baylor. I think Baylor yeah, yeah. tough start, losable if
0: if he's not even if he is fully healthy. Uh, okay, number twelve, tough guy to rank, but Jalen Daniels at Kansas didn't quite play a full season last year because of, of injury, but he was number one in the nation in QBR. That's uh, just incredible. He's like he put efficient through the air, great runner, and the offense around him is you know almost fully intact from last season. So you'd think he'd just put up monster numbers again. Would be surprised
2: if he didn't. Uh, All right, moving on to number 11, fellow Big 12 quarterback. We got Dylan Gabriel for Oklahoma. Uh, Put up some good numbers last year, over 3,000-yard passing um, on 8.6 yards per attempt. He had 25 touchdowns, just six picks. Also, did a decent job on the ground. Added six more scores there, so you know, good numbers. And I guess I'm kind of expecting even better numbers this year. I mean, I think the team will be better. Uh, but then year two in Jeff Levy's system, I think he's got some good pieces around him. So Gabriel should finish out his career, probably. Right? Is this is, this, is he a true senior? I don't know. That's it's too hard to know. You know
0: but, I, yeah, exactly. I, you know, I stopped keeping track. It of might not, stuff. not seems, be like every,
2: seems like ever. Seems seems like everyone's got one more year than you yeah, think. Yeah. 'Cause he's played three years, right? He's had two years at UCF and then one here at OU. So maybe he's got another year. But anyways, he's gonna have a good fourth year, I think, if that's what it is. Yeah. So it's yeah. all right.
1: That's all we're focused on, anyways, right? Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh moving on, number ten, Sam Hartman of Notre Dame. Uh he was the prize transfer this year, put up we know he put up video game numbers at while he was at Wake Forest, set the ACC record with 110 career touchdowns. Um, he's no doubt going to open up the playbook for the Irish and, and stretch the field more than they've had in recent years. As you know, the last few quarterbacks didn't didn't have the production of Hartman or really the threat of of that aspect of opening it up. Uh, I guess my only hesitation. Yeah, uh, and maybe this is just me, but I'm cautious as he's going to a totally different system than what he's familiar with. Uh, more under center, got to read the defenses more. Not no more of that kind of mesh read option that he had, and and, and just constant passing. Uh, and the Notre Dame offensive coordinator, we don't we don't know a lot about uh, that offense. But uh, but uh, that being said, he's obviously talented enough to overcome all that and be more productive than. The Notre, Notre Dame quarterbacks we've seen of recent. Yep. Okay.
0: Number nine is Jaden Daniels of LSU, and there. So as a passer, he's been solid. I mean, that's the part of his game, though. There is room for improvement. Like if he does become a top five quarterback in the country or a Heisman candidate, it will because he's be because he's a bit more efficient through the air. But on the ground is is where <laughs> he really thrives. Uh, let's see. Last year he had. What
2: was it? I thought almost nine hundred yards, right? Yeah, was it? Okay, yeah. I
1: I I know he led LSU in rushing. Yeah, and like eleven
2: touchdowns or something. He was killing it. Yeah. Good thing Ryan memorized those
0: numbers because I thought I I thought I wrote them down, but uh, but yeah, he was just unbelievable on the ground, and and especially early in the season, felt like he was helping to carry that offense. They had some youth on the O line,
2: and and his legs kind of helped mask. Yeah. He definitely carried them early. I know it's like statistically and efficiency wise, he may not be a top five quarterback, but he's really close just because of how much I think he carried him. But yeah, I was a
0: little lower on, on Daniels, but I can see why, why
2: you'd have yeah, him up here. Yeah, that's fair. I, I can see why, but all right, moving on. Number eight, uh guy I I was high on KJ Jefferson from Arkansas, man, he's good, dude. 45 touchdowns, just nine picks the last couple of years. Um, approaching 3000 passing yards in both of those seasons um, and right around 68% completion percentage, but he passes for nine yards per attempt. So his numbers through the air are very, very efficient. And of course we know that's not all he does. He's obviously extremely good on the ground. He's run for about 1300 yards the last two seasons combined. So, I mean, he does it all. And he talk about carrying an offense. He, he does a great job of that. And no matter who his, uh, his receivers are, he lost a great one and still put up good numbers the following year. So, I don't know. I, I think he deserves more respect, probably nationally, than he gets.
1: All right, number seven is JJ McCarthy. Um, you could you could argue it's kind of a, a down year for Big Ten quarterbacks when looking at it. Just as McCarthy is our highest rated, uh, we have sitting at seven. But but so far he he's a winner. Twelve and one as a starter led them to their first victory at Ohio State since two thousand. Um, last three games, he really picked it up too, which is why I'm kind of bullish heading into 2023, uh, 10 touchdowns in those three games. He's obviously a big threat with a couple his of legs picks in the playoff game, you know, but yeah, you know, you he know. had some, he had some good moments too. There, though. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. I know. And they, they didn't give him that, that touchdown pass when they, they ended up fumbling the next play, but whatever. Oh, yeah. That's, uh, n- neither here nor there, but you know, but in that, that TCU game, he had a career high 343 yards passing added 52 on the ground. So he was like the reason that Michigan was in that game, um, you know, completed two thirds of his past passes in his first year as a starter. And he also, what I like again, is he has the help of a great ground game, Donovan Edwards and Blake Corum so that it doesn't all rely on, on his shoulders. Yeah. And you would hope that he takes another step forward this year. Yeah. Um,
0: number six, Jordan Travis of Florida state. and, he he just keeps getting better and better every single year under Mike Norvell, and he's always been a great runner, so he's always had that aspect of his game. But it's been the passing that that keeps taking steps forward. Especially last year, um, he had nine point one yards per pass attempt. So now with another year in the system, seems like I mean the the talent around him is just getting better and better as well. So it's going to help help make him look better. Uh, but it makes sense that he's kind of I wouldn't even say a dark horse Heisman candidate. He's kind of just oh, yeah. a, a second level Heisman candidate.
2: Yeah, I agree with that. And he's been around a while, but like you said, he keep, does keep getting better. All right. Moving on to our top five and we're going off the radar G five. We're going Grayson McCall from coastal Carolina. Um, you know, I, I, so I kind of know a lot of people don't like it when kids transfer, especially from the small schools and kind of to bump up to a, you know, upper level school. If a lot of them want to stay there and. You know, they feel like it's better for college football. But in this instance, I actually wish Grayson McCall would have, you know, transferred to a power five score or whatever. Like I want to see what he would do at an, you know, one of those schools whether it's Notre Dame, who cares, but just another power five conference. Cause I think he's been absolutely incredible and he is a top five quarterback for sure. I had him third. I think he's right there. I mean, statistically he's been amazing. 78 touchdowns in his career to eight picks over 10 yards per attempt in his career. Like not just a season, but his whole career um 70 completion percentage he's over his career run for over a thousand yards in his career like i don't know what else he could do statistically to be a top five quarterback in other people's eyes nationally at coastal like what else could he have done yeah i don't know how many people could do what he's doing he's done as well as you can
0: possibly do it seems like and go like going into last year was i I i think last year he really proved how good he was because yeah I think it was last year. They lost everyone they around lost him on offense. Lot. And so you thought like, okay, here's where he kind of comes back to earth a little bit. And like, not really, like he no. was still really, really good. So you're right. Like he's done all he could there. I, I, yeah. I would like to see him at like Auburn. Of course, I think he visited there and that was a possibility. I would have liked yeah. to have seen that. Yep. But, uh, yep. sorry, coastal. We love coastal. <laughs> <but>. <laughs> I mean, yeah, like, I, they're breaking I, a new
1: coach too. So he can really we'll take it. Again. But, you know, just for yeah. Grayson's sake, we wanted to see it. Yeah. All right. Number four, another old transfer, Bo Nix of Oregon. Uh, man, he dramatically changed the narrative on himself with his play last year. Like much of the year, he was in the Heisman discussion, did it through the air and the ground, over 4,000 all purpose yards, 43 total touchdowns, over 70% completions. Like, I guess the big thing for him is it'll be interesting to see. You know how much his production might change with the loss of his offensive coordinator Kenny Dillingham going to Arizona State to take the head job, but I personally don't think he's going to all of a sudden just be a bum because he has four years of you know full four years of of playing experience, mm-hmm. and now he's in year two of his situation at Oregon where he's got some good pieces around him. So that's something to watch. But Bo Nix is proven last year to be a top five QB
0: yeah last year was too good to ignore and same goes for number three michael Penix jr of washington so it's our our second pac-12 quarterback here in the the top four i uh, got a feeling there might be another one yeah. but i mean Penix, like he was second in the nation in passing yards last year just helped completely turn around that washington offense along with uh his head coach and yeah. DeBoer. the guru yeah and uh and and even it's not just last year, like you look at Penix's career stats at Indiana, when you take into account this talent and the defenses they're going up against, like he was, he was pretty good there too. So especially when he yeah. had Caitlin DeBoer, but yeah. Uh, yeah, he's, he's gotta be,
2: I feel like he's gotta be in everyone's top five. Oh yeah. Top five for sure. I'm with you on that. Um, but moving on to which I think everybody mostly nationally considers is a clear one too here. Number two, we got Drake May from North Carolina. He threw for over 4,000 yards last year, 38 touchdowns, just seven picks. He ran for another 700. I, there's really not a whole lot you really need to say about Drake May. Uh, he, he's a clear number two, I think, in in this spot and just erased whatever concerns North Carolina had at the QB position, losing um, Sam Howell and just did even better than how he was. He's, he was incredible.
1: That he was. Uh, leading New offensive coordinator, though. We'll see. True. But he can overcome that. Uh, easy number one, though. Caleb Williams, USC. Uh, reigning Heisman winner. Probably the number one pick next year. And his numbers were just ridiculous. And he had such great command of Lincoln Riley's offense. Um, he, you know, he can run. He obviously can throw. He only had five picks against 52 total touchdowns. Uh, he just... I, I, if you watch our Pac-12 preview, I kind of mentioned our Pac-12 quarterback ranking episode, I kind of mentioned that how he just kind of looks like Patrick Mahomes out there. Like you don't have to be, you know, a serious college football fan to, to understand how good he is when watching him. You can just kind of see it. He has that, that it factor. It's pretty impressive.
0: Yep. Easy number one there. Okay. So let's uh, show the YouTube viewers our overall list here. And uh, Ryan, who's uh,
2: who's the biggest snub that was on your list? Uh, For me, it was um Will Rogers from Mississippi mm-hmm. State. I had him at nine, so I'm surprised he didn't make the list. You guys must have been real low on him. But, <laughs> well, I mean, I just I know he was in a, a pass happy system, but he was still very, very good. You know, and this is SEC's defense he's going up against. So, I don't know, 71 touchdowns the last couple of years um, really helped carry that offense. And Mississippi State's had some pretty good teams. So I think he's deserves maybe more credit.
0: Okay. I
2: uh
0: top guy that was left out for me at was at twelve. I had Frank Harris from Ah uh, yeah, that was my say. Seventy percent completions, four thousand passing yards, five hundred rushing yards last year. Like and he's just the last couple of years he's just been unbelievable. So yeah. I, I know it's at uh much lower level than power five, but the numbers are too good
1: kinda like Grayson McCall, it's just like they're yeah. too good a numbers to for me to ignore. Yeah. Harris was mine. The next one, I guess I would have then would be Joe Milton. Uh, I didn't have him in my top 10 or anything, but, uh, at Tennessee, you know, we, we, he had that incredible orange bowl. We know he's got the the talent. We'll just see if he can put it all together, be more consistent and be, you know, efficient. It's hard to follow Hendon Hooker, but when you've got Josh Heupel leading the charge, uh, you, you know, you're probably going to get a productive quarterback. Mm-hmm. One guy that wasn't,
0: wasn't terribly close to my top 15 but should probably bring up is just kate Kl- Klubnick at clemson because i feel like of the guys not on our list he has yeah. the highest ceiling just sure. with his five-star talent and bringing in um garrett as Riley. Riley, offensive yeah. coordinator so uh but also tanner mordecai i had 16th at wisconsin with mm. you know he put up pretty good numbers at at smu and now going to play for another great offensive coordinator phil longo at wisconsin i could see him having a big year Well we also don't have a georgia
2: or alabama quarterback on our list so first time in quite quite a few years maybe we'll miss the boat on carson Beck or i don't know who alabama's i'm not going to try to guess at this point (laughs) yeah you know yeah it's interesting at least for sure
0: um okay well that'll do it for our quarterback ranking series thank you thank you so much for checking them out uh be sure to Uh, subscribe to the channel. Also, you can subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com slash college football bros, and we will see you next time.